1958 novel, Things Fall Apart, is set in the late 1890s in the fictional village of Umufia in the African country of Nigeria. Part 1, Chapter 1, introduces the main character Okonkwo, a member of the Igbo tribe, an ethnic group that lives in nine villages along the lower Niger River in southern Nigeria. Okonkwo became famous long ago because of his wrestling exploits. As a teenager, he beat a wrestling champion who had been undefeated for seven years. Okonkwo was as slippery as a fish and defeated the champion in a fight that was one of the fiercest his village had ever seen. In the 20 years since, Okonkwo's fame and stature have grown like a bushfire. His status as a successful farmer and war hero with civic titles and three wives makes him one of the greatest men of his time in the eyes of his clan and in his own eyes. His jaunty step makes it appear that he walks on springs. Okonkwo's father, Unaka, was a gifted flute player and lover of wine, and he was at his happiest when playing music. He was also a gifted conversationalist and storyteller, one who peppered his speech with proverbs. The art of conversation was highly valued by the tribe, but Unaka was a failure at the practical aspects of life. He was lazy and provided little food for his family. He was in debt to practically everyone. And though he owed money to all of his neighbors, he had no intention of paying them back. His father's indebtedness shamed Okonkwo and greatly shaped his identity as a tough, stereotypically masculine figure. 
Achebe's three-part novel opens by introducing us into the world of Igbo culture as yet untouched by Christianity and colonialism. Through Okonkwo, the novel's larger-than-life protagonist, the novel also introduces us to the theme of masculine identity. Okonkwo has made a name for himself by rejecting his father, Unika's model, gaining an almost mythic reputation as a great, heroic man. But despite his prominence and status, Okonkwo is quick to anger and violence. He has no patience, particularly with unsuccessful men that remind him of his despised father. Although Unika has been dead for 10 years, he still influences Okonkwo's life. Okonkwo's deep shame about his father's debt, along with a fear of anything he perceives as weak or feminine, shapes his expectations of manhood and his own identity. Chapter 2 of Chinua Achebe's Things Fall Apart. The clan is notified of a town meeting that will take place the next morning. It's a quiet night, as nights without moonlight tend to be in Umwofia. The narrator notes that darkness held a vague terror for these people. Okonkwo thinks the meeting might be a call to war. With great pride, he recalls his own warrior exploits and the emblems of his victories. Five human heads he brought home as battle trophies. He even drinks palm wine out of one of the heads on special occasions. 
at the meeting, as Ayudu, a powerful orator, explains that a clanswoman has been killed by someone from Mbaino. Clan members decide to send a delegate to Mbaino to negotiate. The people of Mbaino will have the choice of war or restitution. They can give Mwofia a young man and a virgin as payment for the loss. Mwofia is powerful in war and in magic and is therefore feared by its neighbors. But the clan will go to war only if its oracle declares the war just. Okonkwo is chosen as the negotiator since he's the fiercest warrior. When he goes to review the terms, he's treated with great honor and respect. Soon enough, he brings home a virgin and the young boy, Ikemafuna. Okonkwo entrusts his first wife to look after this frightened and homesick young boy. Readers learn that Okonkwo rules his household with a heavy hand. His wives and children live in perpetual fear of his fiery temper. Okonkwo's life is dominated by the fear that he or one of his sons will end up like his father. He has a lot of energy and works hard, which enables him to grow wealthy. Nwoye, Okonkwo's oldest son, is very different than his father. Okonkwo says he's lazy, and he tries to correct him by constant nagging and beating. At this early stage in the novel, we come to understand Okonkwo's intensity in violence as a shield against his intense fear of failure and of weakness. In his drive to succeed and deserve the respect of his clan, Okonkwo vows never to be gentle or idle as his father was. In every way, he is determined to be the opposite of his father. He rules his household with a firm hand. He regularly beats his wives and children, prefers action to conversation, and expects unquestioned obedience. When his first wife asks him a question, he answers, Do what you're told, woman. <laughs> he adds that she's not one of the elders. He thus enforces the patriarchal hierarchy of the forces the patriarchal hierarchy of the tribe and bases his identity as a man on the expectation of absolute authority and power. This makes Okonkwo successful at war and respected by his fellow clan members. But this kind of masculinity is hard on his family and it will create increasing conflict for him as Igbo culture is gradually annihilated by colonial violence and imperialism. Sensua, Anna's a sensu, sensua. 